Bible uh, is a wonderful, wonderful book. The Bible provides uh, an image of the kind of uh, people we should be. This is what the psalmist says. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in the season. And their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. What a beautiful image of life that is. A word that comes to my mind from this is rooted. People who bear fruit and prosper, they have strong roots and are firmly planted. You know that life today often seems to be the opposite. It just seems very rootless. So many things are not in our control. So many changes happen around us and so many things happen to us. We don't know many times what to root ourselves in. Uh, the passage that was read today is written by St. Paul. Uh, as a, when he was a young man, he rooted himself very deeply in his Jewish identity. This is what he said about his previous life in Philippians. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. St. Paul, he rooted himself in the law. Being a righteous person was very important to him. And for him, being righteous meant being blameless under the law. This righteousness, it was based on what he did. It was based on his effort and his ability to adhere to what was expected. And I realized that this is ultimately, this is how we live, right? I mean, righteousness, the word righteousness there in Greek, it means right living, the right standing, having a justified existence, right? Uh, this is how we want to live. After our basic needs are met, we want to feel like our existence here on earth is justified. That there is a meaning uh, and a reason that my life exists. Right? We want uh, to be in right standing with life. And often we, are, we, stay, we stay up at night because we're filled with worries about whether that's happening. We think about what we need to do. Uh, even we feel pressure to do this or do that. We feel pressure to be better parents, better children, uh, better income earners, more productive. There's so many things. So even when we're still, our minds are not at rest. Our hearts are restless. We believe that our existence will be justified based on what we do and the effort we put in. So no wonder trying to root ourselves we don't know sometimes we don't know what to root ourselves in when saint paul uh, was on the road to damascus he he was still a young man he went there to uh, persecute this new movement the church movement because you know as a man of the law they were not they are deviating from it 
on that road, he met Christ, and somehow this encounter changed him. From there on, his whole belief system started to crumble. Somehow, he started to realize that everything he had built his life on was wrong. Think about what that does to you. When you realize that everything you've built your life on uh, has been wrong, it's very hard to deal with. It takes a long and difficult period to reorient yourself, reframe yourself. And I think this is what happened to St. Paul. For three years, he went to Arabia. We don't know exactly where. And then he spent 10 years kind of back home in his hometown of Tarsus and the surrounding regions. We know very little about this 13-year period of time. There's nothing really written in our biblical texts about what he did and what he went through. I mean, everything in the Bible and Acts about what he did is after that period. It's 13 years. What was he doing? I mean, I don't, we don't know. But as I imagine it, I think he was living life, but in, the, in his mind and in his heart, he was reformulating his whole belief system. What he believed about life, what he thought about his existence and his faith. And from this, these new convictions and this new belief system, he would go on to do his ministry. And from there, all these letters were written. And today's uh, letter of Romans, this is his most mature and complete work. So this is uh, 25 years later, after he met Christ on the road to Damascus, so a long period of time he had to reflect and live out and reflect. And what St. Paul realized that he had rooted himself in the wrong thing. He had rooted himself in his own effort, his own righteousness. But he discovered that that is so small and insignificant compared to what he really discovered, which was the love of God for him that was shown in Christ. What he discovered was the righteousness of God. And what he discovered about the righteousness of God is that that is God's desire and work to save us. It is what God does. We've read in this passage, uh, what he's talking about, is a lot of it reflects to him. He realized that while he was weak, God still loved him. While he was a sinner, God still loved him. While he was even an enemy of God, working against God's purposes, God had still loved him. Paul saw God's loving desire and will for him, even when he didn't deserve it, and even when he was opposed to God's will. What he did was, he turned back to the example of Abraham. You know, God made this promise to Abraham, and I know Reverend Kim preached on this last week. This is what he said to Abraham. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Somehow Abraham heard this promise from God. And what's really underneath this promise? Underneath this promise is God's loving desire and intention for his life. That's the promise, right? 
promise is God saying, I want to do good for you in your life. And uh, uh, Abraham, somehow he believed it. He believed that God's promise would be fulfilled. He believed that God was faithful and would make this happen. He trusted this promise and good intention of God. And Abraham rooted himself in that promise. And Paul considers that trust that he had that made him a righteous person. It wasn't what Abraham did. It was simply his trust in that promise. This is what St. Paul says uh, earlier on in Romans. Hoping against hope. He he's talking about Abraham here. He believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said, so shall your descendants be. So he, Abraham, did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about 100 years old, and the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, it was reckoned to him as righteousness. That is righteousness. Righteousness is not what we do. It's our trust in God's promise for you. And the question we have to ask is, do you believe, really, at the end of the day, that God has a promise to you to make your life good and blessed? This is the core, very core of the gospel, the good news that Paul discovered. That uh, the good news is that God has a promise for you, a good intention, loving desire for your life. What we are called to do is we need to believe that, trust that, and live our life built on that trust. We try our best, we may succeed, we may fail, but that's okay because we still believe that at the end of the day, God's love holds me. God holds me in his hands. That's what St. Paul discovered all these years. You know, uh, we were, like I said, we were in Los Angeles last week. And while we were there, and we had a, I had a front row view uh, with my kids all week. All week, they would play and bicker, play and bicker the whole week, right? At least here, we send them to school during the day, right? And I only deal with that in the evening, in the morning. And uh, just listening to them, I didn't even have to see them, just listening to them, the way they spoke to each other, it made me cringe. It was like a mirror reflected onto me. I could see all of my worst tendencies, you know, reflected in the way they were talking to each other. Even the words they use, the, the words that used to come out of my mouth. Oh, it just, it made me feel so guilty and inadequate. I'm a failure as a dad. What kind of a dad am I? You know? In these kinds of moments, it's really hard to believe that my worth as a father is not dependent on what I do or who Also, it's so hard to believe in these kind of moments that God's promise and loving intention for, for them is true when I fear that they're going to inherit my worst tendencies. Right? Because God's promise is not just for Abraham. In you, all families of the earth will be blessed. That means I also need to trust that uh, through God's blessing to me, my children too 
we'll be blessed and they will be fine. It's so hard to believe that, though, when I see my worst things in there. Faith can, is difficult. Trusting in God's promise is difficult. And that's why we need a daily spiritual discipline of rooting ourselves in God's promise. And God's love for us, even when we feel like we don't deserve it. Yeah, we need to be honest about our shortcomings, our sins, our fears. We need to be humble and confess these things. We can't just dwell on that. Our focus needs to be more on God's love for us and the promise that God makes to bring goodwill into our lives. Now, a few years ago, one of our young people you know, shared his experience with me. He had applied for a, a special program in university, uh, but, but he didn't get into that specific program. And he wanted to get into it because, yes, it would help his career, but also uh, he'd earn some income along the way that would help alleviate some of the financial burden on his parents. It was so expensive. It was a very competitive program. And uh, I guess he didn't get into that. He was so disappointed and even more so sorry towards his parents that they'd have to bear a greater financial burden. And so he, you know, he, he just felt so bad and he's expecting great disappointment from them too when he went to tell them. But somehow, to surprise, they, they said, it's okay. It's okay. And this affirmation lifted huge burden from his heart and he's so grateful and humble for this grace that he was shown from his parents and as he shared this story with me he had tears in his eyes when we believe in God's love for us we enter the world of grace that's what St. Paul says today through faith we have access to this grace Grace lifts the burden from our hearts. It makes us humble. It makes us thankful. Grace empowers us and it transforms us. It gives us power for life, a freedom, as Elder Veronica prayed. And St. Paul says this, Not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Grace changes how we respond to our difficult situations. We cannot control the situations we're in, the things that are thrown at us. But when difficulties hit us, they do not destroy us. Rather, we are able to endure them. And that endurance builds character in us. And that character gives us hope. And as St. Paul so powerfully says, that hope will never disappoint us because we stand on God's love for us. That is power for life. That is how we become truly strong and confident people. 
Nothing can shake us. While we were down there, we took our kids to the California Science Center. It was really an excuse to get them out of the house because it's so tired of their bickering. And while we were there, and it's a great grand building, uh, there was this, on the second floor, there was this big exhibit, this big exhibit on COVID-19, like floor to wall, like uh, just a lot of pictures and, you know, written descriptions. It's very kind of solemn area of the, uh, of the science center. As I looked at the pictures and read about it, you know, these memories and feelings started to come back to me. And I got to, there was this one picture. Uh, so there's a chronology, and this was the, the day after the uh, World Health Organization declared a global pandemic. They showed a picture of all these, like, freeways in L.A., empty. And somehow looking at that, I don't know, I, for reasons I couldn't articulate, I started to get tears in my eyes. I couldn't even describe the feelings that I were feeling. Yesterday, March 11th, marked the three-year period when uh, the World Health Organization declared this global pandemic. It's been three years, and um, this pandemic, it uprooted many people's sense of security and stability. And when I look around, I still don't think we've really recovered from it. All around us, we see a lot of fear, mistrust, anger, and just general loss of empathy. We don't know how to feel for each other. And a lot of people, they've lost trust. They've lost faith in institutions, governments, even other people. Uh, they've lost faith that others are for them or looking out for them. I see this all around me. I see it every day when I read the news. My heart gets discouraged and broken by dysfunction I see. And I do wonder, what is this world coming to? But when I reflect back on faith and in prayer, I refuse to fall into despair and lose hope. I refuse to do so because I still believe in a God who loves us and who desires good for this world. See, faith has ethical implications. Faith is our refusal to accept permanent cynicism. Faith is our subversive countercultural movement that says there is another possibility to what we see. Friends, hope is not a fairy tale. Hope is a real thing. One side of history may uh, talk just about the rich and powerful people who've done what they want. But on the other side of history, it's a history of hope. People who have not lost faith. People who have worked hard and they're the ones who've made changes that are necessary in this world. I've seen people who are rooted in their faith that God loves them and loves this world. They may not be shouting it from the rooftops, but with quiet humility, they live their lives with compassion and faith. When they face challenges, they don't give up, but they endure with faith. They don't become petty, react to the environment around them, but they remain gentle, compassionate, 
compassionate, empathetic. They don't fall into despair, but still remain hopeful. These people are rooted in the promise of God. This faith gives me hope. This faith leads to grace. Grace is the place where we rest in God's promises. At our young family retreat, the theme was rest. The place we ultimately find rest is in grace. Grace gives us hope for the future. Our future is in God's hands and God's promise. And I realize that grace also changes the way we look at our past. Difficulties and sufferings and afflictions we've had, we see them in a new and different light. You know, I I said a moment ago, I didn't know why I had these feelings when I was at that exhibit. I think... What it, what it was is, I mean, I know I still have scars and there's difficulties that we faced, but somehow I feel the grace that was with me this whole time too. That grace carried me thus far. And that grace is what brought me to tears. That grace that brings gratitude and humility and awe and wonder. Those who are rooted in God's promise are rooted in prophet Jeremiah also spoke about these people. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear When things get difficult, they will not fear. They will not get anxious. They will continue to bear fruit. My friends, no matter what your situation is, continue to bear fruit. Trust God with your whole heart. God will bless you. God will bless your family. God will bless those around you. That is God's promise for you and all of us. Let us find rest and be rooted in God's promise. Amen.